you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. A guy's eyeball fell out in the in the NFL game. Like that happens all the time. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at DaveDamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in 66. We're eager with anticipation for the kickoff of week four. Well, actually, well, truth be told, pull the curtain back. The kickoff has not yet occurred in Lambeau for Thursday night football. Either way, we'll skip over that game in deference to you, the listener, and focus in on Sunday. And Monday night, week four, we are loaded for bear here in Studio 66, as we were on Tuesday. Go back and listen to that one. I encourage you, nay demand, to do so each and every Tuesday as Maurice Jones-Drew, Colleen Wolf, and I sit down and field the questions about football and the game of life as uh, as offered by players and you, the listener. Drop us a line, uh, hashtag DDFP. You just heard a little bit of it there. Now let's jump into today's action with seated to my immediate left, she is uh, one half of the brand new podcast that I call Free Money, and others can find and uh, and listen to and love on iTunes. It's Game Theory and Money, Detroit's own Cindy Freeland. It's Marianne's daughter here to steal the show. Back yeah, she stole it. All right, good, good. I just good. need we to make it. sure Mom's name got in there. That's right. That's, that's how I. Like that's Marianne. how I feel. Was that a, was that a remix? That sounded like a little bit of a remix there by uh, the one-man house band Dick Banks. Either way, you hear the other half of the voice. That's all right. We got it. We got it. Now let's hear from a man who, for some reason, I don't know why, has decided to fashion a uh, – to to appear in – Fear to fork. Yeah, in Sun Devils fashion Fear the fork. We all match, by the way. Have you noticed that? Here in 66 today, we're all matching the uh, the DDFP logo and each other. Black and gold and a little burgundy mixed in there. Yeah, why not? Anywho. It's college uh, football season, so I start breaking out my college football gear. Free money. You listen to them on iTunes. You also should be listening to them on the best radio show in all the land. Petros and Money, PMS, available on iHeartRadio. And, of course, listen to them calling your Los Angeles Chargers games on the radio all season long it's matt money smith 
I don't don't need to hear another lick of it because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First question, it's rivalry week. I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know if the the framers of the 2017 season decided to do this or if this is just how it broke, but we got a lot of juicy rivalry games headlined, I suppose, by Ravens and Steelers. But, you know, you still have – That's a good call. We do. Broncos, Raiders – Although, you know, the Raiders in the, in the West, uh, have every rivalry is great. You know, Chiefs-Raiders is great. Broncos-Raiders is great. Chargers-Raiders. That Chargers-Raiders, remember, produced the kid I crying. To ask, I want ask. It's funny because that's exactly what I was going to ask. You also have Bengals and Browns in the tepid battle for Ohio. Look Shots fired. Shots, shots fired. fired. That's reality. They're shots both. fired from Western Pennsylvania. I'm sorry that both of them. I'm sure. Do oh, you think we're too can... stupid to know what the word tepid means? I, 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 you know what? I think it was actually a, a pretty mild word choice there, given that they are a combined 0-6 on the season. <laughs> and one of them will be 1-3. and three. But they have like, the best amusement park ever in Ohio. Cedar Sandusky. Point? Sandusky. I love Cedar Point. Is that true? Oh, it's incredible. Do you know I that's... dated a girl who worked at Cedar Point one summer, and that's only about a two-hour drive. And, uh, Free admission. Never went? Pittsburgh, PA. No. Did I ever go? Okay. Three, four times were, a week. Were you there? Like you oh, come to it, me, baby. You know, was it rap was a rap. <laughs> Let me tell you what we did on the beast. Oh wait, you can get me in for free <laughs> at Cedar Point. Oh, I, maybe I'll travel to you. Demon at drop. The I, Magnum. The best is the Magnum. The Magnum is the finest roller coaster I've. Uh, they've like my made, they've made ever, some new ones. Uh, sat they've made down some new on. ones since then. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's rad. I love Cedar Point. So that's a good thing about Ohio. You know, everybody does their thing. We started it. I've been listening to uh, to Jerry Seinfeld on Stern this week, and uh, he does his comedians in cars with coffee. I, uh, whatever. He's talking about how Paul McCartney gave him the idea. Uh, Damashek was driving around with some pro football players before uh, comedians in cars. Uh, you were. Was ever was ever happening? I don't I don't know that Jerry Seinfeld was watching Dave drive well, I, around I, with Deshaun Jackson, but, you don't but know I don't know wasn't. that he didn't. I right. do know that James Corden stole carpool karaoke from you driving around with players. That I do know for a fact. He, I mean, he with did, those he, pipes, he yes, he did with steal those that pipes, from you. we know. We love you. Uh, you guys would I'll sing. sing. Yeah. I'll sing. I know. Oh, I know. But you know what? Know. Coincidence that Seinfeld drives around with coffee and comedians, and Dave and Deshaun Jackson drove around with a 7-Eleven Slurpee that he bought me generously for my birthday. Ooh. Yes. Coincidence? Yeah, yes. probably. Yes, but anyway, I still want to take credit for it. <laughs> Anyhow, that would be fun for us to do a show on a roller coaster. That would Let's be taking it. it to the next level. Speaking of that, did you? I don't know if you saw the tweet from uh, Seth MacFarlane last night, but it said uh, dejection, and he had it you know, spelled out phonetically like like the dictionary definition, when you think of the greatest joke, Google it and realize someone else already thought of it. <laughs> so true. true. So true. Um, and uh, but I, I wanted to talk about rivalries. Yes, also, rivalry. Just before we went uh, went on here, though, he said he had a great Hef story: the passing of Hugh Hefner. Yes. Oh, uh, icon well, of the twentieth century. Not not necessarily a Hef story. I, I was, you know, I did get a chance to meet Hef a few times working on a very powerful radio station here in Southern California, K Rock. So Hef would make. His, I did that with the Corolla show. Yeah, we so went, you know, did a couple of shows with uh, from from the mansion. And Hef would make an appearance from time to time. But uh, my, the best the best story I can give you is. Um, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and Jenny McCarthy and I are of the same age, and we were of the same peer group for a minute there, and I might have dated one of her friends and didn't treat that friend so well. Oh. And um, I <laughs> Did was she at, live in the mansion, this friend? So No, no, no. This is while I was going to high school. Oh, so this, okay. is, this is before Jenny McCarthy becomes Jenny McCarthy gotcha. uh, and the fake plastic trees and all that. So 
Um, I'm at my, my interestingly enough, my roommate when I graduated college was the first uh, digital editor that they ever hired at Playboy. He was the guy that did all of the airbrushing of all the pictures before mm. they would upload them onto uh, Playboy.com back in the day. So I would go to all the mansion parties, and the best one to go to is the Midsummer Night's Dream. That's the big one. So that's like the pajama party kind of thing. It's a huge blowout. What did you wear? I wore uh, David Letterman jackalope pajamas. Um, there was absolutely hot. nothing hot about it, and I proceeded to imbibe a little bit too much and got a little too sideways before the party really got rolling. rolling. And if anybody who's ever been to the mansion, and I'm sure many of the listeners haven't, uh, there's a game room on the, the Playboy Mansion campus that has old school arcade games and like a mini bowling alley kind of thing. Well, I found myself in there uh, alone. As the party is raging by the grotto and the pool and, you know, there's topless girls and bottomless men running around acting crazy and, you know, debauchery is at its high point. Uh, and I'm playing the uh, the Playboy pinball machine and I've got a hell of a score. I mean, I am really rolling. I mean, I am, I am into it. And um, Jenny McCarthy and her uh, crew walk in and she locks eyes with me and looks in. I, I to this day believe that she recognized me and she goes, having fun, huh? <laughs> and then just turned and kept walking. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yep. pretty much what I do at the Playboy Mansion. It M- is. Money needs to write a book about his Hollywood experience. Oh, oh for uh, sure. Yeah, that, one right, right, right there. Is that it? What I mean, a wild <laughs> time money's been having out guy, here. Huh? Chicago's own, everybody. That's what you can grow up that's to right. be. Yeah, It was funny to me to get over to the mansion um, for those shows because it the, the first time I was there, it seemed like they would have part like people would have corporate events there at some point and they would And those stunk. They would put on like a they would put on a mild sh- a yes. tepid show, if you will. There you go. For those people. There like, you go, they, kids. There'd be a couple few uh, Playboy employees that would float through, and but you're not with, going into the house. Things and aren't open. yeah, much more like PG thirteen kind of outfits. The first time we were there, though, it was for Halloween, and That's... it was the Corolla Halloween show for the radio. So of course there was no concern about cameras catching anything. And the nudity—it's crazy. I mean, you're the, not prepared for it if you don't live in that world. Lousy you with can't, flesh. You can't, you, can't, you can't process it when it starts happening. It really was one of those. I would put it in my top three to talk about, like coming from somewhere else. You know, Pittsburgh uh, Jewish guy out here in L.A. You coming from the South Side of Chicago? It really was one of those things. All right, this is officially yeah, this, this is this is Hollywood. There are nude, <laughs> there are nude Playboy models: Hugh Hefner, Adam Carolla, and I forget who the guests were, but they added. Oh, they only added to uh, to the. Well, mix. Bill Maher was there, of course. Yeah, because he, he was at every party. The other one too, actually, is uh, the Man Show. Um, I remember I'd been out here for maybe a year and a half or so working on the Man Show. And uh, I looked over at the craft services table. And at one time, if you remember the show, they had the Juggy Girls, the girls sure. who jumped on trampolines. So there were a couple of Juggy Girls, scantily clad, two little people who were going to be involved in a couple of sketches that night, and Gary Busey, all hovering over <laughs> all hovering over the craft services like uh, some stale donuts and yeah. pouring some uh, some lukewarm Here coffee. We are. You know. Shoot, shooting, uh, shooting it around. What's what's yeah. up with you? What's what's uh, going on in your world? By the way, that was I, the best. I, 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 this I, is it. This I'm, is it. I am so happy that Emma VP just said that in our ears because it gets me to a point that I would like to make. What uh, did she say? I can't she, even I'll hear tell you exactly it today. what she said. She said rivalry week. 
because it is so hard to say rivalry week. Rivalry and we have to do it every very tricky. We have to do it when UC, USC plays UCLA here in town. And I have to remind myself to slow down a half pace so I don't say what Emma VP just said in our ear, rivalry week. <laughs> and you sound like Elmer Fudd, and you can't help it. Just do it. Just That's try it. Also, the other one that gets me is season-ending shoulder injury. Sorry, season-ending shoulder surgery. That one gets me. Season-ending season shoulder, shoulder surgery. surgery. Oh, that is a tough one. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, so coming Rivalry up here, week. Gonna, we got week. the Red Challenge flag picks coming up. That reminds me to uh, promote coming up on Saturday and every Saturday in season. It is uh, NFL Pick'em. That airs at uh, 6 a.m. out here on the West Coast, 9 a.m. If you want to get a head start on who's going to win all the games for the week. Can we <laughs> ruin a little did? bit of the magic of TV for this for one second? Can I, can I talk about your amazing feat of athleticism? You may. I want to say. So it's what times are they? 9 a.m., 2 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. 11 p.m. Eastern, and then again, 6 a.m. Sunday. Set the recorder if you like to have the outcome spoiled for you by the Around the NFL heroes, the Scouts Remove the Sticks, Free Money, and uh, the Damashek crew. We got some good stuff with Maurice, Ike, and uh, and the rest on that. Yes, go ahead, Cindy. Um, we did some kicks. You missed it, money. Um, kicks? Yeah. What do you mean? Like high kick through the roof? Yeah. The South Korean we're television be, show? We're going to be doing uh, physical competitions yeah. at the end of every show going yeah. forward now. You're free right. to join us for that. So this week's competition was who can kick their foot up the highest. Yep. Send us uh, your I ideas, I sandbagged too. it first. Yeah. I sand- you did. You skunked me. You tricked me. I, I thought, sa- like, this is for Cindy. I sandbagged it first. He's like, oh, she's, nope, and then crushed it. All right. Just that- crushed it. Well, you, ever, uh, you ever feed grapes to the monkeys? At the mansion, you ever find yourself in the? <laughs> no, uh, no, really? No, I don't care about that wildlife when I was. See, that's there. the difference. That, that speaks to what. Yeah, I know. I, was, I know. I, was I wasn't about some lecherous creepo. I wasn't going to see the beast. I feel like if I went there, I would somewhere. need to have like, like so much hand sanitizer. I wouldn't want to touch anything. Uh, I would be like, no, you know, the grotto. I would say go. legitimately, the grotto creeped me out. Well, because it's so humid when you it's step in there. You know, you ever smells. go to a cheap hotel <laughs> that has the indoor pool and the way that smells? That's basically what the grotto yeah. smelled like. But worse. How great were the bathrooms, though? Like the bathrooms by the grotto. It's just like floor to ceiling mirrors and the stone. It's, it's yes, it's uh, you know, I, I guess it was like what you would think in 1977. What somebody who had gaudy taste defined as as yes. super elegant. That's basically what the what the man. And it's awesome. Is and was. All right, so All right. let's. Rivalry what about this? Week. You brought up rivalry, or I brought up the rivalries, but you said that uh, that the division offers the best rivalry. So answer this, however, whichever Ooh. of the two ways you want to answer it. If you can only watch one rivalry from now, starting this weekend through the rest of time, which would it be? Or answer which division do you think offers the best uh, the best rivalries? Or Option three, maybe okay. we can do this one at a later date. Okay. You can only watch one division for the rest of 2017. You can only watch games that involve teams from that division. Which one are you going to Well, go? that's easy for me. What is it? Well, I need to be well, paid. I, <laughs> I need to Don't make my money. <laughs> but no, I, I think that still would hold, even if I didn't work for the Chargers. Really? I, it'd be the AFC West. Yeah, the Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs. And obviously the Chargers are off to a terrible start at 0-3. and three, But I mean, those three teams and seeing how this is going to shake out, I think still the most compelling of all the divisions. I guess, but I, you know, you can always make a case. I think over the course of our lives, you would say that 
perennially you would want to focus on the NFC East. That's probably Cowboys, the most Redskins, enough, Eagles, because they're generally Giants, more yes. than one good team in that division. I, don't I just meant for you said twenty seventeen though, so that's I what I mean. I think I could see th- all three of those teams making the postseason. Best rival, be favorite rivalry to watch starting today till I mean, the end of time. It's the the oldest rivalry. I, I don't think Packers Bears. Yeah, I don't think there's anything better. I don't. Well, now there's a better one. Raven Steelers. No, it's 20- not. It's whatever. 21st century, That's there's great. no argument what the best rivalry en- en- of this your, millennium uh, your, is. Enjoy your 20-year history. How exciting. I- I'm talking about this millennium. How have none of you brought up the NFC East? What? Cowboys, Redskins? You were clickety-clacking on whatever. your, uh, I'm on your to you. machine so, there. We were the just talking NFC about East. it. Like, no, no, no. We're doing was... one. You gotta do, we're we're going to do the division later. Giants, Come on. Cowboys. What's the one game? What is it? Giants-Cowboys. It's your favorite rivalry. Giants-Cowboys? I hate rivalry it. Out there. I hate that I like it, but yeah. I like More watching. than Redskins-Cowboys? Yeah. I, like I can't like, make I guess Giants, It's too. more historic. Like I need the history. Like, I, I love the Redskins Cowboys because of the, like the creation of the Cowboys. Giants Eagles too has been pretty fun with like the Deshaun well, Jackson, that's right. like every, all that the, fun, like crazy endings. Every NFC East team is a true rival of its foes. Now you could try to make that argument with, I, I, generally speaking, obviously if you play twice a year and at some point you're in contention for a division title, it's going to be a contentious event. But I think the NFC East, each of those games is super meaningful to those teams. I don't. Right. I, I, I think I, like ta- like if I if I only had to watch one division, that'd probably be the most interesting one because they like kind of hate each other. I mean, right. or at least they like do a good job of selling us. And there's well, everybody's with the all Cowboys. Right. Uh, you could take any of the other three NFC East teams and make a good case that the Cowboy against the Cowboys that you could hold any of those three up yes. as the best rivalry in the NFL. Much like the Raiders in the AFC West. Yeah, that's which I interesting because it should be the Chiefs. Because it was Lamar Hunt that insisted that they expand into the, you know, into California. And he basically, you know, he made his bed and now he's got a lion, you know, had to lie in it. But, you know, the Chiefs should be the central piece of that. Instead, it's the Raiders. Because if you ask the Chiefs, who's your chief rival? Pardon the pun. It's the Raiders. Broncos, who's your chief rival? The, the, the Raiders. Chargers. Uh, they're, they're, it's very much like the Lakers in the Pacific Division of the NBA. You know, the Raiders are yeah. the centerpiece of, of that rivalry. I, You know, it's sad that so much of it has to do. So uh, the uh, a great percentage of which ones I will uh, choose have something to do with the uniform matchup. It's really, it is sad but true. Chiefs, Raiders wins because that's the best uniform rivalry. And, uh, and Giants, Cowboys is unsatisfying because of that. I don't like those two uniforms forms together. That doesn't look right to me. I don't love it. You like uh you I don't like, like Broncos Chiefs? either cuz I don't think their yeah. uniforms vibe. You like Chiefs else. Raiders more than Redskins Cowboys for uniform matchup? Yes, yes I do. Hmm. Yes I do. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't love I, the Raven Steelers is okay. It's, garbage. it's not great. That's a yeah, garbage it's... uniform matchup. How dare it's you? Garbage. I mean, you're just playing games. I'm not. My heart. Like you, you the come Steelers after me. have a top three uniform. Yes. So by Ra- definition, how what? bad could it be? And the Ravens have purple. That's ah, not so They bad. have purple. It's not so bad. Packers, Bears for uniforms. Crushes. Steelers, Ravens. My gosh. Only if the Bears, the Bears get rid been, of the. I just wish the Bears have, like, in my most recent memories, had been. I know there's, what, a 2006? Oh, they, you know, like, the, the old Magic Man Packers had <laughs> a bit of a rough go with the Bears back. That's the one problem with that rivalry is it has been. Too lopsided. Just one-sided. You're the one choosing it. You didn't hear me mention that as a rivalry I want to watch Listen, for the rest of my life. You know what? I, when I say, what is this rivalry what all about? What happens when Aaron Rodgers you know what I moves say? on? They can't forever have a, a high-end QB. They can't I go say, star. I say, let me tell you a story about 1921 <laughs> and the Indian Meatpacking uh, Company heading down to Chicago, wake Illinois. Wake me up when it's over. That's what to be take on the Decatur Staley's. And that's yeah. when professional Staley's. football was born. Was born.
And then people oh. get in your ear about how 1958 is when it really started. Anyway, More listen. NFL championships combined for these two franchises than any other two oh, franchises. I will say the- this. Look at my social media immediately. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Even pause this show. You, if you want to turn it off, you can. That's fine. You're already this far in. You, You're already this you, far You get in. it. You get it at this point. Go to my social media and find my conversation with Steve Mariucci sharing his yarns about the Bears-Packers rivalry. I mean, really splendid stories that range from the from the hysterical about uh, him having quarterback meetings in the sauna and the beginning of the Lambeau Leap and then nice stuff about Brett Favre and his uh, playing possum bit for an entire career. Like, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a Bayou dope kind of like his predecessor, Terry Bradshaw, masking the fact that they, he actually commanded the playbook like few others ever have. Anyway, go and look at that on Twitter at Damashek or Facebook. I got the whole uh, half hour up there for you all right let's get to it now before the red challenge flag picks it's time for cindy to put on her green visor and synthesize it i always make like this big wind up like there's going to be a big music thing and then it's just the the keystrokes and you know what i as is literally happening to you and me right now money is ignoring us in favor you'll appreciate (laughs) this you know when i hear the keystrokes you know what i expect to hear what? Exhuming McCarthy by R.E.M. Ah, document. right there at the start. Underrated record. Document. Yep, I think we go. talked about that when uh, – I don't remember why, but R.E.M. – why did we talk and about I think it? you asked what's the greatest R.E.M. record, and I came with document. I have a lot of came, music. I think Life's Rich, Life's Rich Pageant was yours, right? I think I ultimately went – but with I think Murmur? document somehow slips through the cracks for yeah. a lot of – well, you know, listen, Reckoning is uh, reckoning. splendid. Yeah. I Listen. <clears throat> Sorry, Cynthia. No, I I, can, I I love it. I'm learning. R.E.M., yes. I have a lot of music questions for Matt Money Smith. I want to play a new He's game. He's the one who over should, under. you should ask, over under music. You think you know it, though. Do you I play it. it. You're hip-hop. I've got a, I, I've, I've got I a like rather a, large block. I like, like, like grunge, like 90s grunge, and I like hip-hop, and I like rap, and I like I even like country. I like almost everything. I used to play classical. I mean, we're all... I like when people claim they like everything. No, I don't do you, like You like trance? You in the... No. I actually do like trance. <laughs> there, there, I don't like the, 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 the like. mouthy screaming stuff. Uh, <sighs> like what? Like the Atreyu... Oh, uh, like corn? <laughs> yeah, corn's like lightweight. I, mean, I don't even Yeah, I was like thinking like even ones. like Cannibal Corpse. Oh, you know, yeah. Like I, I, scary I, stuff where it's like all throaty I'm yelling. I'm with you on that. I don't get that. I'm just like, that. can you just like that? Like, really? It sounds like it's just going to hurt. Guar. I know guar is funny. I know people think Performances, sadly, they're no longer... They oh, lost, is that right? Yeah, they lost a member. They're, oh, that's and I right. I think that was oh. the end of uh, Guar. All right, listen. I say I want to jump down the rabbit hole of music. Let's go down the rabbit hole. You want to hear oh, no, quick, you want, like, Real quick, just real quick. I'll, I'll give you Do a quick, quick Guar story. So their, their lead guitarist used to be in a punk band called Hagfish that I traveled with. Uh, and it was one of the first bands I was ever added with. I know, isn't that great? <laughs> From Dallas, Texas. Uh, and they were these two brothers, Zach and Donnie. And they were the first guys, the first band I'd ever been on the road with. I'm 21 years old, just get this job at Polygram. I meet up with them at the Triton uh, Hotel in San Francisco. You literally are wearing, oh no, you have a Trident on your oh, yeah, shirt. Oh tri- yeah, Trident. I'm sorry, go ahead. So I, uh, I meet them at the hotel. They say, hey, come meet us in the room. I go up to the room and um, they both decide to disrobe. And they say, okay, listen, you're going to be on the road with us for a couple of weeks. We don't want you trying to catch a glance. So here's what we got, okay? Because we're going to be seeing a lot of one another on the bus, uh, in the dressing rooms, things like that. So just go ahead. Get your looks in right now. Drink it in now. Okay? 
Are we good? <laughs> I said, yeah, we're good. All right, great. They put their clothes back on, and we went. What? And we went to a, a weird story. Yes, and we went to the uh, college radio, the the you know, Cal State San Francisco college radio interview. Was Money like, wasn't okay. off playing uh, games <laughs> in the game room that night. No, he was drinking it all in. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Synthesize it. What's today's subject, uh, Cindy? Something that won't last, but I want to point it out while it's still here because it's kind of fascinating and it shows us a little bit about how to look for points and fantasy points. Okay. Okay, so New England's defense. 400 more yards allowed in all three games. That's not... It's a lot. That's ridiculous. Didn't happen uh, in 2016 to them like that. Also, 2016, they were the number one scoring defense, meaning they limited their opponents from scoring the most. I hate that term, scoring defense. I mean, it sounds like they score the most points, but right, yeah, you're they, right. they limit other teams to 15.6 points per game last season. This year, 31.7 points per game allowed. That's number 32 in total yards allowed as well. Level yeah. of concern. If you're a Patriots fan, we talked about this earlier in the week. Where are you right now? Again, like we said, the one thing that has slipped through the cracks in uh, in, in an age of uh, too much news, football, and uh, and otherwise, this there's no time to to focus on this except let's spend 90 seconds on it here. Tom Brady doesn't throw that touchdown pass at the end of the game. They're one and two, zero oh and two at home. They've got the worst defense in the NFL. Right. They're, they get housed by Alex Smith, and now a rookie goes in there and blows them up again. Yeah, more first. That would be all yards. we would be talking. Wow, that wouldn't be all we would be talking about. But nevertheless, we'd be ta- talking a lot about how. Uh oh, is it over? Uh oh. What? Where? Where are you now? As we sit here, two and one with the uh, this, defending champs. This week, I think it's a big win for New England. I think the Panthers and their offense is a little confusing. I think it's a good week for Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think the Panthers are able to put up those kind of points this week. So for me, my level of concern overall, they they have some things to figure out. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit different result this week. I don't think it's going to be 400 total yards allowed yeah, to in that offense. That's, that's the Panthers offense too. My goodness. I mean, yeah. it's a race to the bottom between who would have guessed the Ravens and the Panthers for who's going to have the most inept offense. I mean, and then it's obviously injury based too. That's Damn, what I, I, I think right. you got to let Superman right. off the gotta, hook a little yeah. bit. He's not 100%, but he also no. now doesn't have Greg Olson, who people oh, forget to mention all the time. He's the 1A yes. tight end in the NFL. Kelvin Benjamin ain't right. He might He might actually, this. if Kelvin Benjamin doesn't start, we already know Greg Olson will not be starting. He's on IR. Right. If the two of them don't start, it'll be Cam Newton's first game with neither of them. In all well, of, in it's all time for Christian McCaffrey to. I know it's early in the what kid's do you mean career. Time? He's like, I just want to lead in targets and, and touches, fine, rather. As, right. Not which produce. is what you would expect him to be, like Reggie Bush. The people who were his detractors said, great talent, not a guy who you put out on the field for the first three downs consistently not a between the tackles runner and so on so far he hasn't uh he hasn't really disproven any of those cynics whereas the reason i bring it up is because i said this in advance dalvin cook over christian mccaffrey so i'm just self-validating by bringing kareem hunt over everyone though fine but but listen i I said to everybody i know everybody wants to get excited about christian mccaffrey talented but dalvin cook over him yeah Yeah, i i I, I disagree on the whole bet- between the tackles with Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush really did not like running between the tackles in college even. He was a perimeter player for the most part, whereas Christian was really good between the tackles. That And it goes back to our offensive line. I think we had this conversation last week or maybe the week before. Just you can see how much of an impact good offensive line play is having through the first three weeks of the season. And it's clear the Panthers don't have a very good one. So I don't know how much of that in terms of him not being able to get too productive between the tackles is on him as it is the O-line that's left a lot to be desired there. 
I think the the Panthers' offense is more of a concern to me right this moment than New, New England's defense. They're going to get Dante Hightower go. back. They have to get a few other pieces back to see who they really are. And I think, like I said, September is now kind of like the new preseason. It so. re- it's That's a great point. That really is absolutely true. You can only put so much weight on what we're seeing in September because right. the, the relevant players are now the, the way in August is to not use those guys for more than a series or two over the entire Entire month, and so this base, rules, you're right. And the contact you're so rules right. in preseason have changed, so they weren't actually able to have full contact. The way the so to me, I'm not I'm not sounding the alarm on the Patriots defense. And plus, when you have that number one offense, it just means like a wealth of fantasy points for fantasy players and a lot of points for people who care about how many points are scored in a game. But to me. You got to see what this defense is all about. I also think on the human level, I have now heard enough anecdotal information to support this. I do think week three, 2017, when we look back at it, was super wonky because on some level, because of all the surrounding protests and the discussion about that. Different teams handled that in different ways. There are certain teams that spent four hours on Saturday night talking about it. Some teams didn't have it straight by chaos. I think think some people, some teams were more distracted by that than others were. So I don't know how that, uh, you know, how that impacted also, performance, wins, losses, and so on. But I do think it did. I th- it seems clear to me that that, irrespective that, that did have anything off the field, it was also like an entire week of people who were going on the road and likely to be favorites on the road. Right. Hmm. So it was there were more games. There were only like three games overall where the home team was a real clear favorite in the game. And that's kind of that makes things wonky all Uh, over the place. That's funny. That's an interesting point. Uh, Patriots final score from Foxborough this Sunday. Get ready. Spoiler alert if you don't want to have it ruined for you. Patriots 30 Panthers 20 is your final score. From That's a lot of points. That's about 10 points too many for the Panthers. All right. That's Even a lot of points overall. Defense. Listen, you want to stick your neck out and be given final scores and go ahead and do it. I just make you can find Damashek doing it. NFL.com slash spoiler alert. I think that's how you find it, right? <laughs> sure. What's well, out there? Go on the NFL.com and find it. Just so put the slash in and then Or while you're out there up. getting the Steve Mariucci stuff on Twitter, Damashek will tweet that out for your perusal as well. Again, only for people who want to have the games spoiled for them in advance. All right, let's get to it now, everybody. It is time for the main event, the Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Yay. Yeah. I'm looking for a... Wait, oh, yeah. money, you forgot your thing. All right, do, okay, it. do it. Do again, you do remember it what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do it again. Ready? It's time for the Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Hey! I forgot. Oh, oh. see? It wasn't meant to be. She didn't really know. She just she just said it in the I moment. I thought you had your whole thing. Another though. one. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You forgot, too. I don't... That's not my job to know what you're up to, sister. Damashek's running the running this whole thing here. I'm I'm a Captain Kirk. You think I have time to to bother with what your tag is on the the song? If you're Kirk, she's your Spock. That's for certain. That's definitely. You know what I am? What? Sulu. Oh, Mr. Sulu, hanging out with like uh, with uh, Hagfish up in the hotel room. <laughs> All right, listen. Glad you picked up on that there, Sheck. Yeah. Hey, um, money. Here's the game I wanted to play. What with. do we got? Over under. I'm just going to throw something at you. And, Cindy, I want your opinion on it. Okay. I was listening to one of those. I don't even remember which on Pandora, like the music station that 
feed you certain music. Like if you put in the Rolling Stones station, whatever, that's what pops up. You know how that goes. So Led Zeppelin's Cashmere pops uh-huh. up. My favorite Led Zeppelin record of them all, which is saying a, a, a great deal. Um, Cashmere, though, specifically, I heard it and hadn't heard it in probably six months or a year. Had you heard, like, the riff at a sporting event or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fully do. listened to it. And when it came on, I became imme- uh, immediately like, eh, this is, of all the songs on Physical Graffiti, this is the worst of them. And then it won me over again. But ultimately, I came down on, of all the Led Zeppelin songs, this one is a scooch overrated. Over Under Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Go. Um, here, yeah, well, here, here's, here's what I would say. The interesting thing about Cashmere, and there are a handful of legendary songs, if you will, that's just, you know, that survive the test of time that can speak to this. The most famous thing of that song is the riff. Yeah. It's not the lyrics. It's not a catchy chorus. It's not, it's a lot of moaning and, you know, it's, it's Robert Plant. I mean, it's, it's some of the most iconic vocals you'll ever hear, but it really is the, da-na-na, the orchestra, da-na-na, you know, that the build, da you know, so I think that's that's kind of what that, when you do that now it puts me in my head uh, like some ABC great a wide world of sports intro. You know, so I think that makes it a very special song uh, that, that that can stand the test of time. A standout song, but yes. does it live up to people it's will just tell different. you that is the greatest song of all time. There it, are people oh, gosh, who will no. make that kind of an argument. Gosh, no. I'll take I mean, I, I could list 15 Zeppelin songs that's I'd rather the, have than that. Well, than that's Cash what I'm saying. So you're going under. But, because if you saw a ranking uh, of in time of Led Zeppelin songs, I guarantee you that the public would put cashmere in the top but I think, five at worst. Yeah, it also depends on who's doing the list. Because right. when you get like musicians who are doing the list, they'll talk about Bonham's drums on that in Page's wrist. And like like that's considered one of the best Bonham But songs. a song so, out in the zeitgeist, among songs that exist and everybody has some opinion sure. on, overall, slightly underrated. For, for uh, overrated. overrated, yes. For me, yes. But I do understand why people find it to be so Cindy. important. I prefer Dire Maker. <laughs> oh, Houses of the Holy is just, I just assume it never have existed. Just, but that's really the yes. whole thing. I, yeah, it's just, it's very, that. it's very poppy. You know, it's There's very some good numbers on there, though. All right, let's get Sorry. to it now oh, okay. with the help of Emma VP behind the glass. Make we sure go. on NFL.com you are consuming that because uh, she does gangbusters work every week with yes. that. Giving us Thank her TV you. guide preview descriptions of each game. We'll start it off close to Cindy's heart and home up in uh, her childhood home, at least. Lions. Vikings, take it away, Emma VP. All right, this episode is called Scolding Hot. Oh, yeah. After the devastating Skull. loss of their week three matchup, Golden Tate goes out of his way to cheer up Matthew Stafford with the gift of six points and a divisional victory. Mm. A heated exchange between Slay and Diggs goes way out of bounds when Darius asks Stefan if he wants to take this outside. <laughs> Dalvin Cook Clever. takes hundreds of steps in the right direction. Very nice, Emma I'll VP. tell you, the couple things that jump out at me from that synopsis there, Emma VP. Mm-hmm. One, she made her pick right there in the synopsis. You Sometimes. Know, she's got the Lions winning. And two, she she's patronizing you, Dave, because she knows your platform and your position of they should not have put a roof on that stadium. So Thank she you. says, let's take this outside, really trying to endear herself I, to you I there. I completely got that. 
<laughs> I'm a, all right, I missed, I missed it a little bit, but thank you for your support of my righteous cause to rip the domes off of those. I things. remember these things. But let's remember. But let's keep now that now that it's there. Let's just keep it on through the Super Bowl, since I'm going to be up there. You know, I, let's go to Minnesota. Let's go to the Twin Cities in February. Now, if let's do that. You know what though? Let's do I, that. Actually, huh? I, I have to asterisk that. If the Pittsburgh Steelers should find their way in the Twin Cities in early February to play a championship Sure look like they're on the game. fast track after last week. All right, listen, that's, that, that's that, I think we've discussed that already. Right. Listen, let's rip the dome off we that tried place. To help I'll take them. I'll take the Steelers <laughs> minus five degrees, that is, against anybody. I'll take Steelers minus five. Anywho, Cindy, we start with you because it is your team. Lions, Vikings. Choose. I have Skull winning. Oh, Cindy. How could you? To your hometown Lions. Mm, Matt Money Smith. I still, I, still, I, I still got him. I'm, I'm with her. <laughs> All right, let me see that. Oh, there we go. Let me t- I'm with you, too. Yeah. I, can't, I can't pick against them. Go ahead, Money. Why are you picking the Vikings this week? Uh, Dalvin Cook. You know, when you have a defense combined with a, a back and he's averaging, you know, nearly five yards per carry and you can combine those two things and then all of a sudden Stephon Get- Diggs emerges as the finest receiver in all of football through three weeks. Our pal Matt Harmon called yes. that one in advance. It's, uh, it's it, it, And by the way, I don't know, as crazy as this may sound, I don't know if he's the most dependable receiver on the team. I mean, Adam Thielen has just got stick him all over his body. The guy does not drop anything. Um, so I think uh, what, what do we read? We got in our stat pack from our fancy folks in research this week. Uh, they since Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, you haven't had uh, two receivers in the top three, and I believe Diggs is one. Wow, Thielen is three right now. That's and that's with Case Keenum for two I weeks. I was just going to say Case, when Case Keenum's throwing you the yeah. ball, that's going to boost everybody's numbers. So okay. uh, yeah, there you go. That's why. Next up, take it away. I, oh, and by the way, uh, final score from the Twin Cities Vikings. 23, Lions 17. I'm with you, Dalvin Cook, 130 yards from the line of scrimmage. Take it away, Emma VP. All right, next up is Steelers versus Ravens. Ooh, this is a good game. Exactly. The buck stops here. (laughs) Via shifty measures, Buck Allen attempts to expose the enemy defense, but is discovered by Ryan Shazier, who forces him to retreat to his own 10-yard line. AB captures Baltimore's end zone and alerts the masses by performing an unorthodox pelvic dance of sorts. Terrell Suggs enrolls in yoga and breathing exercises as he prepares to test Le'Veon Bell's patience. How dare you, Emma VP? On behalf of Antonio Brown, I'm offended. He would never do an appropriate touchdown dance. Let's hope he has the opportunity to do it on more than one occasion. Matt Money-Smith, Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore Ravens choose! Pittsburgh. Sydney? You're not going to throw it? Nope. Come on, bring a check. I knew you would because I remember from your uh, season preview. You're this crazy. was one of your three losses. They always split. They uh, it's every year they like clockwork. They're you gonna split. You listen to a lot of Seinfeld. I can hear it in your voice. I don't know. They I, always split. Can I can I be honest with you both? Because I, I, I don't like to jive people, and also you can uh, find reverse this. Reverse jinx. You doing well, reverse jinx you can here? Find, no, you can find this online. I, handsome Hank often likes to accuse me of doing this. I I really don't do it 99.9% of the time. But, but in this week's spoiler, I do have the Steelers winning. You do. 20 to 17. Whoa. Here I'm going to tell you it's the Ravens 20 to 17. I don't know. You referenced NFL research. They'll back me up on this. I'm positive. When the series started back in 95, 96, whenever that was, I think 96, um, the uh, for the first 20 years – Every time the two teams played, the final score was 13 to 10. Every single time. 
since then, every time, 20 to 17. Never not 20 to 17 final score. It's just a matter of which one that? is over the top. Every single How time. About that? Isn't that interesting, Cindy? You, I would think as a numbers person, you would be more intrigued by that. Why do you say the Steelers are going to win this week? I think the Steelers are going to win one, I think. So we saw some uncharacteristic things from Ben Roethlisberger on wide open passes. So when his, when his target was more than two yards away from a defender. He was missing them at a rate that's not like him, like 70% completion percentage. Usually he's up like 85, 86. He's usually top 10 in the league in this. Being in the 70s right now is like bottom five in the league. That's not something he usually does. We've seen Lev Bell kind of not be very Lev Bell-like. This is the Mm -hmm. person who led the league in scrimmage yards. and People wanted to knock him for the holdout, and I think that comes from a a certain place of – of fandom, oh, who's this rich guy who held out and I want to resent him kind of kind of thing. But, you know, by about week three, I thought he would have hit his stride, and he hasn't yet. I mean, it's only week four. I know. So it's not, I mean, I'm not sounding any alarm here. I don't think he's looked great through three weeks, Lev Bell. No. He and I also think himself. Roethlisberger himself self-evaluated, and he said he was forcing it a little bit to Antonio Brown in Chicago last week. To me, the issue is, I suspect, and that's always been the case since Todd Haley got there, the, the premise of his employment with the Steelers was, figure out a way to get Roethlisberger to, to, to start throwing the ball more quickly. Don't let him hang on to it. That's what causes all the injuries and so on. At some point, though... Like we've heard with a number of other, like Cam Newton. Well, at some point, you got to cut Cam loose. You got to let him be Cam Newton. At some point, you got to let Roethlisberger be Roethlisberger. And I've got a Ben. I have a sneaking suspicion that they have considered this. I'd love to ask Ike this, as a matter of fact. I don't know that he'd be looped in on this, but Todd Haley, Roethlisberger, Tomlin, the Brain Trust, Colbert, maybe they say, like, Hey, let's let's early on, let's just get that ball out of your hands. You know, as we start getting towards what Thanksgiving. What do you say? What do you no? I I think Christmas around there when the games are like these are must win. Get you know we, we, now we're in the play. Then they'll cut him loose a little bit. But for the time being, I think they're trying to avoid injury to a fault almost. I mean he's he's getting that ball and getting rid of it, and he's not playing the way Ben Roethlisberger plays. You know, and I appreciate the uh, intent the, the intention to avoid unnecessary hits on him. But it, he doesn't look like he's not playing the way he is at, at his most successful. It, when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger, it always feels like the narrative around him like potentially retiring, and then it feels like for the first few games of the season, it's always this kind of thing like, is he yeah. still good? Is he still good? Yep. Do, is he is the retirement thing real? Is he still like? It feels like this like never ending, like never ending loop of how many times can you possibly say that? I think this is kind of how he starts. And I think okay. Martavis Bryant hasn't been exactly no. where we think he's going yet. So you got to give if you're forcing it to Antonio Brown, who, by the way, is a good person to force it to. But if you if you've got to force it, maybe if Martavis Bryant, maybe between Bell and Bryant, both now starting to get more reps and kind of gelling in the chemistry forming, you're going to get a better outcome. Money is uh, Marshall Yonda proving to be well one yes. week of evidence against Calais Campbell and the rest did, did not uh, yield good results. They but couldn't do you run think he's their young their Jenga piece clearly i mean if, if one week is to tell us that 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 offense was inept i mean and granted the jacksonville defense has wrecked another offense maurice this jones through will tell you that that is and he's not just doing it to wear the to wave the teal flag he sincerely believes that's the best defense in the nfl which is combined with him waving the teal flag. So you, don't, you disagree with that? I no, think I, I think they you can make I, a yeah, pretty good I think that, But I, I think if it wasn't the Jaguars, he wouldn't be waving that flag for that. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, I think that, that that goes hand in hand. But 
and I think also it's it's Joe Flacco's back. You know, he's not throwing the ball a lot. He's not pushing the ball. Um, it's yeah. not like they have a dynamic back. You know, is is hey Terrence West and and Buck Allen great? They're not Lev Bell, uh, you know, or or Ezekiel Elliott that you have to now lean on outside. I thought maybe Jeremy Macklin would be a nice number one option for him. It's not, you know, again, A.J. Green Where's or Julio Perryman Jones. Like, already. there's just exactly. I thought he was going to blow hurt. up this year. I mean, no, it's just week three. But you all know right. what I mean? So there's just no offense there. Let's, um, I, I, I don't know how to call that one. I'm too, I, I, I feel it too much. But it'll be 2017, whatever. 20 to 17 is what I do know. All right, let's move on to the AFC West tilt in Denver. Take it away, Emma VP. All right, Raiders versus Broncos. It's called Charles in Charge. After receiving poor numbers last week, Derek and his offense huddled together for a serious business meeting as Amari highlights the benefits of home crowdsourcing and Marshawn gives a presentation on originality in the digital age. <laughs> Chris Harris Jr. corners the Bay Area market on tip passes. Jamal Charles makes some serious ground on mm. Khalil Mack and the Raiders' D. I love the Jamal Charles shout-out there. I love it, oh, too, yeah. and Charles I hope you're charge. right. My fantasy team hopes that that's true. I'll because... tell you who's on my fantasy team, Nicole Eggert. Boom! Oh, look what he did. <laughs> eh. Somebody had to acknowledge was, Charles in who charge. Who Charles' girlfriend, though? Not uh, Nicole Eggert was one of the children right? in that, so... I know exactly who it was, and why is her I name escaping me? I can picture her yes. exactly. It's it, she's she's been in a million shows. She was also in that uh, in the uh, raft, in, the rafting, the rapids yes. comedy with uh, Flounder from uh, Animal House. We're doing a deep dive here. We Let's are move on to just uh, you go. I got the research right here. All right, because uh, you're the one who's well before. Choose. Okay, no, well, no, no. Okay, we'll start with Cindy here then. Mm-hmm. Raiders, Broncos, a classic AFL tilt. Choose. <laughs> Can you make a pony noise for me? <laughs> Broncos. Oh, that's why you wanted me to do it. All right, here we go. Matt Money Smith, you're going to throw the flag? I'm going Broncos. This is the worst. It no is. conflict on this show today. I got to go Broncos too. Money, why are you taking uh, the uh, the home team here? Going into last week, I said I wanted to see what that uh, Raiders defense looked like against the legitimate offensive line. We and saw. it looked terrible um and certainly the broncos can do a lot of the same things that the redskins do and that is get their backs into space it's i like that mvp named it charles in charge we saw a lot of jamal charles last week still looks like he's got that top end speed when you need him and that elusiveness in the open field and we're going to see a lot of that you know the fact that garrett bowles didn't you know it was an injury scare but he's solid ron leary came back that old line looks good the bills have a really good defense the raiders do not i mean it was so bad that sean smith got but why they signed that guy to be a cornerback i will I, I get it. Reggie uh, McKenzie likes length at the cornerback it's position. It's funny because I was hoping as a Steelers fan that they would get shot. I thought he was the perfect oh. – well, he's a, he, he knows how to tackle it. He, uh They moved him to that that uh, dollar linebacker position that Dale Buchanan plays in Arizona. He got humiliated there. They had to yank him off the field. I mean, that defense is a mess. And, and I thought it was before the season, and it proved to be last week. And I just think that carries over. And you're going to see uh, you're going to see a lot more defensively from them what we saw last week in Washington, not what we saw in Tennessee. I'm being a little simplistic in just the head-to-head matchup. Michael Crabtree banged up. Amari Cooper has a wonky Drops. knee, 
and yeah, drops. and is also dropping it against the the high end secondary of the Broncos. I don't like that matchup, so I'm not exactly sure how Derek Carr gets uh, back on track this week. A mile high. I'm going Broncos 24-23. Brandon Ooh, McManus 25-22. Brandon McManus hits a 50 yard game winning field goal. Ooh, to win it. the what thin air of mile high. That's right. That's right. Hey, Cindy, who would I? Who should I start? If you're this hip on Jamal Charles, do I start Jamal Charles in my fantasy uh, game or Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Done and done. All right, Cindy. Emma VP is a buzzkill. She says you're not allowed to stay with us any longer. <gasps> That's she not my fault. Go. Yeah, Cynthia's a network star. She's got to get her makeup no. done. You know, oh get her goodness. makeup done. Yeah. That's what she's leaving for is to get schmutz. It's important. Be that way. Wait, do we have one more? Let's finish. Let's pick our last. Let's pick our right. last. Cold Seahawks. Take it away, MVP. All right. This one is called Sleepy in Seattle. Mm. Hardly able to recognize ah. their own one and two selves in the mirror. Too easy. The Legion of Boom decides to band together for one last hurrah of a season as they begin to accept that uh, that time may, need, may indeed be running out. Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton bond over their shared interest in positive yardage. Rawls reemerges from his lengthy hiatus when he realizes he's being replaced by a younger man. Ooh, All right, that was a good that was a good close. Good close there, with, uh, with, Thank with, you. with the title. Yes. She's easy to take off her game money. I, I guess. Yeah. I was just gonna oh, say no stand up for you because nope. the hecklers, boy, definitely not. <laughs> they will cut you to ribbons. It's just money, and I feel you're better than Sleepy in Seattle. Yes. That's okay. All. Let's, Let's pick the game. MVP with the snake eye from behind the glass. <laughs> All right, here we go. Matt Money Smith, Colts, really Seahawks. Have to do this? Do we really have to do this? Now, go ahead. Go Seahawks. Ahead. What noise does the Seahawks make? Well, listen, the Seahawks have been crummy. <laughs> if we did, just very quickly, Cindy, since we have Edit it. that. We just we talked about the Patriots and your concern level. Yeah, they're 2-1, and one, but they could be 1-2, and 0-2 oh at home. The Seahawks I are 1-2. And have not looked good. They have not. Uh, uh, the thing that you depend on is the, uh, that they're going to uh, at least take air business defensively. They have not done that. They can't nope. stop the run so far. Nope. All right. They'll beat the Colts at home. But, but are you concerned? Are you concerned? I'm thinking that we're overestimating how much they're going to win by. I think it's going to be a closer game than you might think when you close your eyes and you think, okay, Seahawks win. I do agree the Seahawks win, but I don't think it's going to be like a big blowout. And I think more points are going to be scored by the Colts than you imagine. I say 26-13 home team. That's I'm with you I'm on at. that. I think I that's Jimmy about Graham right. getting one. A couple touchdowns. I, uh, Jimmy Graham may or may not be playing. So I got Chris Carson a having a player, big one, by the way. I like Chris Carson. I'm having, I got Chris Carson but having a big if one If you're there. a fantasy player, keep an eye because Jimmy Graham has been in and out of practice. So just – so I know you have him catching a touchdown, but right. in case anyone – Somebody's going to catch then. a touchdown. Your girl's name is uh, Josie Davis, by the way. Josie Davis. You ready for this? You know what she did immediately after Charles in charge? No. Silk stockings. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember that's, that from back in the day? That's a career ender. Silk yes. stockings. Silk All right, stockings. MVP. We're not, we're, we're, we're not the giving up of makeup. That's what Cindy Freeland's about. Wait, we I we're know. almost done. Oh, listen, we'll do we're one. almost done. We'll cover her face with that green visor. She okay. doesn't need we got makeup. one left. We'll do one Take one it away, You're right. MVP. All right. Skins, Chiefs, go. All right. This one's called Mr. Smith Plays Washington. Okay. Mm. That cool? All right. Uh, Tyreek Hill catches his QB1 in the act as Smith goes through his progressions with other receivers in their own home. Kirk must make a run for it when he senses the imminent danger of a Justin Houston on the loose. All alone under the cloak of Monday night, Kareem Hunt dares Travis Kelsey to tiptoe into the end zone where a fiery Josh Norman looms. I was trying to think. See, it's easy to play the game, Emma VP. You're right. What do you, you know, like you're instead of 
A good response in the moment, MVP, when someone criticizes, critiques, like, what do you got then, champ? That's what you say back. You don't, you don't own the insult. Just hold the racket out and let it go right back at them. Okay. See? Yep, thank you. That was a good thank you. I liked how dismissive. I don't like was. the dismissiveness. I, I liked it. I liked it, Emma. I was Thanks, trying to think yep. of one. I couldn't think of I was thinking DC cab, and I'm trying to work. <laughs> That's good stuff. You know, the old staple, DC cab. You really could have made a play on that, Emma. It's got, it's got Gary Busey. It's got Bill Maher. It's got Mr. Mr. T. T. What do you want from a movie? Cinematic achievement That's right not there. a classic in your book? Get out. I don't want you handling I mean, my if, books. If we're really going to play the game, Emma VP. We should have called it No Way Out. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, that's a DC it. gem. So underrated is a DC gem. No that, by out. the way, is a uh, a season-long thing that we're going to be doing on Pick'em is. I go around and I kibitz with people. Last week we uh, talked about who's going to win a game based on which mascot would win a, a literal mascot fight. This week we did which city owns the better TV show, like WKRP in Cincinnati versus the Drew Carey show to settle the battle for Ohio. Pittsburgh, Baltimore had The Wire versus Mr. Belvedere. So obviously Pittsburgh went up. <laughs> obviously. But um, anyway, we will continue to do that. I think the good, the one we really need to get Matt Money Smith for is uh, which town has the best musician. Ooh. Be one, It'd be hard to get him out of Seattle. Oh, We're going to have to do different groups, easy. actually. We're going to have to do a rock version and a hip-hop version. Oh, yeah. Do that. That'll be too confusing. To I'm East Coast and... when it comes to that, though. See, I would just have the Saints undefeated. You got... You got Louis Armstrong and King Oliver, so that's that. You're done. You have to See do you by later. genre, though. You've, good night. You have to do it by genre. Detroit yeah, would probably so. be good. Well, in The Rock, they got better than Ezra from New Orleans, huh? <laughs> it was good <laughs> living. Pittsburgh, wow. Pittsburgh's got its uh, its it share of, uh, of jazz guys, yes. as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Art what, Blakey. How about, I mean, Art Blakely, arguably the best. And then you got Kansas City. I Motown. Mean, Chicago, Motown for Detroit, but we what? were talking jazz. Okay. All right. Let's do it then. Uh, in Chicago, so we heard the intro. Baker and, anyway. No way out. Let's see. No way. Alex Smith senses Ryan Kerrigan bearing Yeah, but that's down not a pun. Emma VP works in puns. She works in punnery. You got to take no way out and then turn it into a pun. Mm. Throw way out. I see what you're saying. Huh? But it was just sleepless. Yeah. Don't no, shake no. your head at me, yeah. MVP. Was, What's I already gave you one. Throw way out. I don't and, think anyone I mean, knows it, that it movie. Was Mr. Smith goes to Washington. There was no pun in the title. It was, it was just, it's Mr. Smith plays Washington. Aha! Son of a bitch. All right. Matt Money Smith, <laughs> redeem yourself yes. now. Skins, Chiefs. There we Chiefs. go. Ready? Ready? Let me get my pecs going. I'm taking the skins. Yeah! I get to throw the flag. Throw it, Cindy. Look at it bounce off the pecs. Look at that. (laughs) Cindy, why are you taking the Chiefs at home? Chiefs on the road. Right. I mean, Chiefs on the road. Excuse me. I think the Chiefs and Kareem Hunt. After all that uh, Mr. Smith played. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I think Kansas City's ability to control the ball on the ground, Kareem Hunt, is something special. I think their defense is also something special. Pete Rager told me that, uh, or he told the world on Twitter that, oh no, the Chiefs' rush defense is the it's the best in football. It's the best it's been since they were winning titles, and so on. Yeah. It's limiting their opponents to, in terms of deep passes, fifty pa- uh, fifty point passer rating. That's low. I think that ultimately, I don't think that it's going to be a low scoring game overall. I do think it'll be a lot of points scored, but I think the Chiefs will emerge victorious. The, uh, Why are you taking the skin? Not to push back on, on old Shrags, because I love him. 
But uh, since Eric Berry was injured, just look at what the Chargers did in that first half before Melvin Gordon's knee got all tight at halftime. I mean, he was ripping it off at five and a half per carry. Um, So the loss of Eric Berry is a big one, especially in run support. Um, I'm taking the the Redskins because I just, again, it goes back to what we we mentioned earlier. That O-line, it might be the best in all of football. You saw the deep passes last week. You definitely saw those deep passes last week. As bad as Terrell Pryor's been, you know, Kirk Cousins... Kirk Cousins is good, man. I mean, he he found that one-on-one matchup with Josh Doxson. His tight end has been down. You know, well, I was going to say, when you say the tight end happen. thing, that is, uh, it, it's a funny thing how... I mean, there's Vernon Davis Vernon catching Davis, touchdowns. That's exactly who I was just going to address. It's funny. He was this generational talent coming out of school. Oh, Vernon Davis is going to... He was one of those guys who was held up rightly or wrongly. Redefine the tight end position, all that kind of stuff. Then he gets to the Niners and he has the thing with Mike Singletary where he gets kicked off the field like... Uh, I want guys that want to win. Right. It was it, it was like Gene Hackman, you know, like, Special. well, my team's on the field. My team, you know, like, yep. oh, you know, we don't need you. Can't do it. All that nonsense. Then Vernon Davis blows up under... Uh, under um, Harbaugh and Kaepernick, uh, you know, in the playoffs, just killing yep. He was. I, I. I said this before. Vernon Davis was the best NFL player in two straight Januarys. When, when the Niners made the, the title run the and then the Super Bowl yeah. run, he was the, the, the couldn't cover him. He. He was. Uh, yes, he was. Di- it and, was and Gronk way, level. Right, and also in the midst of all that, they 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 were a run based team, and he was taking care of business in that way. All of a sudden, like you think he's done, whatever, whatever. He's watching. He's he's doing it. They're yeah. fine without Jordan Reed. Anywho, I am with you on the uh, on the Eric Barry thing. I think they get by for one more week, though. I do think it does put a ceiling on how far the Chiefs. And, and by the way, I do just the other the other side of the ball. I think I'm guessing that there's some film. And look, not every team has Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on opposite sides of the defensive line, but there's some film there because the the Chiefs play an offensive line scheme that the rest of the NFL really doesn't. Save the Eagles because Doug Peterson came from Kansas City. And you saw what the Chargers were able to do. And that game should have been 35 to 10, you know. But Kansas City's offense, unless they were given that short field, couldn't move the ball. I mean, mm. until that very last play with Kareem Hunt when they sold out on a blitz trying to create a turnover or a giant tackle for loss because they only had the one timeout. That's when Kareem Hunt ripped off that 69 yard run. You're talking about five straight punts. Um, and. Washington has the pass rushers to do very similar things. So that's that's the other thing. It's recency bias for sure, but that's the other thing that went into it for me. I'm going to leave you with one thing because then they're making me – I don't want to get MVP in trouble for me being bad. Um, the uh, Washington has not allowed a more than 15-yard rush against them yet. Okay. All right. And there you have it. Kareem Hunt can't, ru- can't have oh, an 85-yard touchdown run every single week, can he? I don't think so. He's so freaking good. That's got to end good. at some I like point. him. Thank you. I like Sorry. him too. Sorry, I have to go. Goodbye, Cindy. What a Toulou. pleasure. Emma VP, great work as always. Everybody behind the glass, the professor at all. Spaghetti. Oh, I almost forgot while we're talking Chiefs. Shout out to Ryan Bartlett and uh, family. Uh, sounds like everything's going well uh, for uh, for him and the gang there. Uh, What's that all about? I just I had uh, some stuff we had to okay. deal with uh, in the family, but I understand it all went well. So good news to hear that. We'll talk to you after week four. See, now you played the music too much, and now, no, now we have me. to do it I again. Was the one that got you something. Egg on I... your face, Emma VP. Play it again now. There we go. What else to promote, Emma VP? I wanted to mention NFL Pick'em. 9 p.m. to, right? Why can't I remember? Just 9 a.m. 9 a.m. 
2, 2 p.m. and 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Sunday, we go. all Eastern, right? And it's been. And there's other stuff, and it's a thin slice of heaven. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.